Welcome to the Peripatetic Podcast. This is Ross, and this is the second part of the second passport series. Last week I talked about what passports are, what the strengths of different passports are, what the right of abode is, and different definitions related to passports. This week is going to be about the benefits of a second passport, the why of a second passport. So a little bit, a little bit more information that's more related to passports in general is that passports began to be used after World War I. Prior to that, anyone could travel freely internationally. Then the passport was introduced. It was just more or less a really simple document that showed the identity of the holder. It wasn't until 2007 that an embedded electronic RFID chip was added. And what that did is it made the passport a lot more official. So prior to that, I read accounts of companies that would create their own passport. There was this guy named Gary Davis that, that was an American World War II bomber pilot that decided to settle down in Paris, and he renounced his citizenship, and he created this company called the World Service Authority. The World Service Authority issued their own passports, and the passport was used all around the world. So what I'm saying is passports were sort of a joke until fairly recently. And they didn't even exist until fairly recently, about 100 years ago. There was these companies that would issue passports, and people were traveling with these. They'd pay a few hundred dollars, they'd get a passport, and travel anywhere they wanted to. The next evolution of passports is biometrics. So probably the next generation of passports will rely on your fingerprint or your eye, or it might be a chip embedded into your skin, like in the palm of your hand, or a tattoo that's scannable. Probably not that one, but there's a lot of ideas out there, and yeah, we probably won't be carrying a physical passport in the future. And I'm not saying I agree with that. Passports are extremely limiting, and in general, they're not a good thing. But that's the world we live in, so we're going to talk about why you should have more than one passport. Because if you only have one, and your government takes it away from you, you're effectively on house arrest. You're confined to the country that you're currently in because you can't enter another country without your passport. And without acquiring visas and jumping through certain legal hoops, your money is also confined to that country. Your choice of jobs is confined to that country. The places you can live is confined to that country. And your places, your choices of travel are much more confined by only having one more passport. By only having one passport, I should say. So a second passport gives you freedom from complete dependence on any one particular country. So I'm just going to go through sort of a list and just riff briefly on each idea. The first on my list is travel. We talked about last week the visa-free score, the number of countries that a particular passport lets you into without needing to acquire a visa. So the more passports you have, the more visa-free access you have to a broader number of countries. That's huge. Second on my list is bypassing control. Authoritarian states, a, a hallmark of authoritarian states is to restrict their citizens from leaving. We see that with North Korea, Cuba. I mean, I could go on and on. We all know these countries that effectively don't allow their citizens to leave, communicate with the outside in any way, and they're stuck completely. So, and even here in the U.S., I wanted to point out that your passport can be canceled 
simply for being accused of a felony. Not convicted, accused of a felony. So that is just madness. Like, what happened to uh, innocent until proven guilty? Like, you're, you're stuck in the U.S. until whatever you're accused of is settled. And that's particularly concerning to me because the U.S. has been a history of penalizing people for things like whistleblowing and nonviolent crimes. Just wanted to point that out. And another thing your passport can be canceled for is for owing the U.S. government $50,000 or more in taxes. Another benefit of a second passport is for security reasons. And I'm just going to sum up this point with a quote that I got off an article that I read while preparing for this show. So it says, Any country can turn into a Russia in the 20s, Germany in the 30s, China in the 40s, Cuba in the 50s, the Congo in the 60s, Vietnam in the 70s, Afghanistan in the 80s, Bosnia in the 90s, or Venezuela today. So, just think about that. Now to talk about economic reasons for a second passport. Last week we talked about right of abode, which is the ability to live or work in another country. So by having another passport, you can simply leave. If, the country, if one country that you're in is struggling economically or the job opportunities are poor, you can simply get up, go to that second country, try again there. Next on my list is citizenships in different countries provide different benefits. And what I mean by this is I've met people who have a British citizenship or a Canadian citizenship, for example, that are living abroad, and they never return to their home country more than once or twice a year, but they like to keep it as a sort of health insurance because those countries provide universal health coverage for their citizens. So they'll return home for their annual doctor's appointment or return home for a surgery, this type of thing. So... That's one way to think about a second citizenship is acquiring a citizenship where your health care will be covered or educational benefits. European citizens can get free college in certain countries. So that's huge to think about. Um, And a personal example is recently when I was in Nepal, certain embassies were arranging repatriation flights. And the U.S. embassy only arranged two or three. And European Flights were leaving like every week, though. So if you were a European citizen, you could hop on a French one or a Spanish one or a German one. There was a lot of options to leave. So that's something to think about in a situation like COVID where people had to get out of Nepal. The only way to do so was through an embassy. So there's different benefits that countries provide their citizens. Another benefit of having multiple citizenships, multiple passports, is generational benefits. By being a citizen of one country, you can pass on citizenship to your children. Some countries do citizenship simply by their, the parents of the child being citizens of that country. And some people nowadays are doing what's called birth tourism. So, for example, Americans heading to South America or Europe and having their child there. So they have an American citizen who also has a Brazilian citizen or a Mexican citizenship or a European citizenship. So very beneficial for all the reasons previously mentioned and something to think about if you were having a child. And the last thing on my list, and this is particularly aimed at Americans, is taxes. I've mentioned before that the U.S. is 
the only country in the world that taxes its citizens no matter where they are. And that's actually not true. There's one other country, and it's the mighty country of Eritrea, population 6 million. They also do what's called a citizenship-based taxation. Every single other country in the world does a residence, excuse me, a location-based taxation. So if you're not in the country that you're a citizen of, you're not taxed there. So the thing that does make the U.S. unique is they're the only country that enforces it. Eritrea, they tax their citizens based on citizenship, but they don't enforce it. So the U.S. is unique in that situation. And because of the U.S.'s influence, because everyone uses the U.S. dollar and it's, it's the uh, currency of the world right now, they have a lot of power to enforce it because they can, they can put influence on foreign governments, on foreign corporations, etc. For American citizens working abroad, this can result in double taxation. You can pay taxes for the country that you're working in. Let's say you're working in the UK. You'll pay UK taxes, and you have to pay US taxes. There is something called the Foreign Earned Income Exemption, and it, it exempts you on income taxes on your first $100,000 for the tax year, but you also have to be outside of the U.S. for 330 days. So pretty restrictive. And I wanted to point out that thousands of Americans are renouncing their U.S. citizenships yearly because, because of this, because the IRS follows them everywhere. And according to the Treasury Department, the last four years has been the highest number of U.S. citizens renouncing their citizenship in U.S. history. Between 4,000 and 6,000 per year since uh, it started spiking in the fourth quarter of 2016. So 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 are on, or 2020 is on pace for um, a record number of renunciations. So that's it. Hope you learned something. There's a lot of benefits to a second passport. Next week, the third part of the series, we'll talk about how to acquire a second passport. So thank you for listening. Talk to you later.